Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Voice Podcast. I'm Vernon R.E. Jones, managing broker, owner of Jones Homes. And for 30 years, we have serviced the seven-county Denver metro area. Weekly housing trends. The Independence Day holiday means fewer new sellers and a slowing, but still unusually high pace of home price growth. For buyers, it's still a tough housing market demanding quick decisions and top dollar. But the shift in momentum suggests that the usual seasonal fall break in prices may return this year. As I said to you guys in one of my podcasts last year, I did not believe we were going to go through the usually fall, winter, seasonal break, and we did not. It continued to have houses be put on the market and sold at a good clip. I wouldn't call today's housing market buyer-friendly, but it's finally inching. Let me reiterate that inching in a buyer-friendly direction. Key findings, median list prices grew at 10.1% over last year, marking 47 straight weeks of double-digit price growth. With the rate slowing, we could see single-digit price growth as soon as in the next couple of weeks. Still, this pace of growth is higher than normal and comes as median home listing prices hit a fifth consecutive record high in June at $385,000. However, while home prices didn't cool until November of 2020, we expect this year's home prices to ease off of summer highs sometime end of July, middle of August in a much more typical fashion, creating opportunities for off-season home buyers. Usually, 50% of home buyers kind of drop out of the market after summer because most of those people have families and they don't like moving their kids around during school session. The other 50% obviously can move when they like. They don't have to consider kids. They can move closer to their jobs and farther away from their jobs and a whole myriad of other issues that people choose. But however, the buyer inventory does drop off and I believe it will get back to that normal pace. New listings. A measure of sellers putting homes up for sale slipped 3% ahead of the holiday. We've seen more new listings over last year in 12 of the last 15 weeks. The influx of new sellers over the last few months has contributed to slowing price growth and smaller inventory declines. We normally see fewer new sellers ahead of a holiday, and this year was no exception. The dip was a bit larger than we saw last year, with travel and summer vacations resuming in earnest this year the holiday week likely had a bigger impact on the data. However, we still expect this to be temporary. Total active inventory is down, but just 39% from this time last year. This is the 13th consecutive week of smaller year-over-year declines. In other words, another improving trend for buyers. Even though the housing market continues to be short on homes for sale, the steady increases in sellers is helping. 
days on the market, time on the market, before a house gets under contract, was just 23 days faster than last year. The typical active listing hit a new record fast pace 37 days in June, but the gap between this year's market and last is shrinking. As we reach the point in the year when time on market generally begins to lengthen, and it's being compared with 2020, when listings move uncharacteristically faster late in the year. If 2021 has relatively normal seasonality, expect this gap to shrink even further in the weeks ahead. A quick note on the CPI, Consumer Price Index. And everybody says, well, what's the CPI? CPI? And they kind of grasp a little bit of what the CPI is. It's Consumer Price Index. And basically what the Consumer Price Index is, well, it measures a couple of things. Most people just say, well, it measures inflation. Okay, yeah, it does. But realistically, this is what it actually does. The CPI, Consumer Price Index, measures changes in the price level of a weighted average market basket of consumer goods and services purchased by households. A CPI is a statistical estimate constructed using the prices of a sample of representative items whose prices are collected periodically. Sub-indicators and sub-sub-indicators can be computed for different categories and subcategories of goods and services being combined to produce the overall index with rates reflecting their shares in the total of the consumer expenditures covered by the index. It is one of several price indicators calculated by most national statistical agencies. The annual percentage change in the CPI, Consumer Price Index, is used as a measure of inflation. A CPI can also be used to index, i.e. adjust for the effect of inflation, the real value of wages, salaries, pensions, regulate prices, and deflate monetary magnitudes to show changes in real values. In most countries, the CPI, along with the population census, is one of the most closely watched national economic statistics. <clears throat> what we just found out is consumer prices rose 0.9% between May and June, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, far higher than Bloomberg and other prognosticators' consensus of that it was going to be 0.5%. June's increase in, in the consumer price index, which tracks how the prices of a broad variety of goods and services change from month to month, we already talked about that, follows monthly increases of 0.6% in May and 0.8% in April. The Bureau of Labor Statistics noted in the release that this is the highest month-over-month -month inflation rate since April 2008's 1% increase. Prices for used cars and trucks continue to soar. We already know costs for real estate continues to rise, although that's slowing, per my earlier statements. Rising 10.5% between May and June, cars and trucks again. The Bureau wrote that this was responsible for over a third of the total increase in prices over the month. In other words, we can look at the CPI and say, wow, it's gone up almost twice 
of what economists expected. But what we see now is a massive pent-up demand for cars and trucks. And that issued, uh, affected about a third of that rising. Largely, most people think the inflationary period that we're going through now is temporary. I agree with them. I think it's just going to be temporary. And I think probably as we see a slowdown in the real estate price raising, we're going to see a slowdown in the inflationary numbers. All this is largely pent-up demand. And people are getting out of the house and starting to try to live another part of a full life. We thank you for listening to the Real Estate Voice Podcast. I'm Vernon R.E. Jones. Any questions, please call us at 303-359-8218. Or if you have a topic that you would wish us for to address, give us a call as well. Thank you for listening. And as always, please be safe.